So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. I uh, I wasn't here last week, and I feel like I haven't been here for a million years because of it. I, know, I feel I like it's my first time or something. That that happens every time I got to take a week off or something. I feel like it's been three months since I've been here. It's crazy. Um, but Yeah, totally. But we missed you. I did a terrible job by myself, so, uh, ah, so no. glad you're back. I watched it. It was good. <laughs> and um, the, those guys um, in Scattered Light cool cool guys cool band you yeah, know yeah. yeah you uh you taught one of them too right yeah, yeah. asher nice yeah yeah it, it was a bit of a shame i couldn't have been there to chat to asher because yeah. um he's a f- really amazing musician yeah i know for sure yeah. so what we what did we do this weekend um we played at das on um, friday yeah and if people don't know where that is it used to be called das beer garden it's in abacoa yeah. and um that place is really cool the reason it's cool is because they opened up the entire side of the bar and it's it's like playing i mean i hesitate to say a real gig but it's like playing a real gig because because everyone in the street comes and you know it's a fun family affair you always get like kids dancing well, around a, and stuff i mean it's it's an honest to goodness you know stage i mean like it's not just you're not playing in a corner somewhere where they move some tables around there's there's a full on stage we set up our system there and and it's a good size stage and we're facing out from the bar so people are walking by and stopping and yeah it's cool that's yeah, cool. and get the, a good crowd there. Totally. And the latest news from um, Kilbillies is uh, we started using in-ear monitors. We did. Yeah, which is actually a game changer for me. I mean, I don't yeah. know how you're doing with it, but I love it. I'm somewhere in the uh, I'm somewhere in the in-between world of of in-ears and uh, and regular monitors. When we're playing and we're, when we're using these in-ear monitors, I can't have them. I can't have them both in. For some reason, I feel so isolated. And when I'm singing, even though I can hear my my voice in the in ear in ears, it still feels like I have this like muffled sound to my voice or something. So it, 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 I don't know. It just makes it hard for me to sing. Right. So I've been playing with one in and one out so that I can still hear the room sound and hear the PA. Yeah. Um, but I can. But by doing that, I still have nice crystal clear sound. I can hear the bass. I can hear the guitar. I hear everything crystal clear in my ear. So it works out good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of all the recording I've done over the years, but I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it because I I fought it for so long, and 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 then the first day we did it, I was like, what? Why haven't I not I been doing this yeah. my whole life? Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, the only so, thing I don't like about it when you have both of them in is we can't talk to you unless we talk in the mic, and sometimes what we want to say to you we can't say in the mic. <laughs> I know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really frustrating. Right. Maybe I do have to just have one. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But then it was the square grouper on Saturday, and you guys got dumped on. Oh my god! I thought we were, all our gear was going to be broken. Yeah, yeah, I was freaking out. Like if it, 
it was like sideways. That place is so much better now in terms of um, the tiki hut that we play that you play under. Yeah. It used to just be a little shack thing, and they'd even cancel bands when with a tiny bit of rain. But yeah. but now they don't. They never cancel bands because it's so solid. But it was coming in like horizontally sideways. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I went home right. And right above my head, as I was losing stuff out, there was a huge lightning strike that was like, I could smell the ozone in the air. Couldn't have been like more than 50 feet away. It scared the Damn. hell out of me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we went to play O'Shea's, and I, I thought that was going to be a crap show because of the weather, but it, I don't know. It, the place was packed. <laughs> yeah. It was no, absolutely it was, packed. <laughs> it was actually awesome. Yeah, it was actually yeah. really awesome. Yeah, we had a really good time. I think uh, partly because um, there was that Gwen Stefani fundraiser thing, and yeah. I kept seeing people come in dressed very smartly, and I think yeah. a lot of them had been to I that. think so. I think a lot of them came came from that. So Yeah, because we fit so well with Gwen Stefani yeah. fans. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't not not fit well with Gwen Stefani fans. <laughs> I guess we're in the same age bracket. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, man, and then we've got the uh, the hotline. And, and we actually had a few phone calls on the hotline, Woo! which was awesome. Um, I had uh, we had uh, let's see here, Scattered Light was on the show last week, and we actually had a message from uh, one of the guys in Scattered Light. It was uh, Matthew from Scattered Light, and he uh, just wanted to give the hotline a call and say congratulations on a hundred episodes. And he looks forward; he was looking forward to seeing us uh, for the episode. Oh, okay, and then cool. you weren't here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. And then uh, we have another one, and the other one is anonymous. It was an uh, uh, unknown caller, no phone number. They didn't leave a name. And it just says, hey there, I was just kind of wondering, what part of Ireland is Mr. Ben from, from the Killbillies? Have a good day, gentlemen. So, Ben, what part of Ireland are you from? <laughs> As I've grown very used to saying, the English part. Yes. Yeah, I, I have to say that... Um, it's a fair question because we play a lot of Irish music. It is. And um, I've got a lot of Irish But no one asked me that, and we play a lot of English music, or uh, Irish music. Well, rather. it's the accent, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, not from <laughs> Ireland. And, and there's, uh, there's two situations that could be playing out here. One is he knows that, and he's... Like fucking Busting with me your a balls, bit. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other is he's genuinely curious. And if you're genuinely curious... I'm not from Ireland. <laughs> my dad has family from Sligo and um, and a, a lot of Irish blood. And my mum ha- has Irish blood too. But uh, but nope, I was born in London. So there you go. That's the truth of it. Um, so we have Blabscam with us. We have Dave, James, Ted, and Dave. How's it going, Dice? What's up, guys? Good. What's, What's up? How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's super nice for you to be here. Um, I know that we've sort of passed like ships in the night before just all of you guys i feel like i've met before i i can't 100 percent remember why or when but <laughs> but i know but i know we have um it, it could have yeah i spent a lot of time in propaganda back in the day so it could be to do with that james and i went to the 561 music festival yeah we were at that yeah um, that was great yeah which is cool okay i was cool. sick that day so I was like in the sun. We saw the Shake play and nice. Dominic Delaney. They're friends of ours. We play yeah. with them all the time. Oh, nice! I really wanted to see 1983 in Octogato. Yeah, but I was sick. I was out in the sun for an hour, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta go." 
1983, man, they were playing on the on the concrete stage. Yeah. And the sky opened up during the last couple songs. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have gotten any more punk rock than that. They kept playing, the water splashing up off their instruments, yeah. and they just they just plowed right through their last yeah, couple songs. It, it made for some killer pictures. Too. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. some sick pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Rocky oh. is the man. We love Rocky. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. not to love? Yeah. Know? He actually, uh, our last live little EP I did, we did, he uh, mastered that, mixed yeah, it for yeah, us. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. He lived in my house for a little bit um i've known him for years you know he was in no name scar band with me for a long time oh, and, was he? and um yeah and then he was also in a project that i did called ben chards and the whales i've yeah i love rocky i've known him for a really long time and now he works here i feel like he must be a very courteous house guest he was chill yeah he was yeah. great yeah yeah <laughs> for are a, you sure that doesn't sound for like a couch it. guy he <laughs> was, for a couch guy he was a he was top quality couch guy yeah <laughs> yeah every, every time i've met him so far he's been really nice yeah yeah, yeah. me and dave were watching him play once and we're like he's like the coolest yeah, yeah. just from this bass playing you can divine that yeah, yeah. Dude, his bass tone is sick we yeah. were like asking him a bunch of questions because we were listening mm. and we're like dude how are you getting that sound? Yeah, how can I so shamelessly good. copy this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been at it a while, man. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And the uh, and, and I've seen him go from someone who really had barely any understanding of recording to someone who's very good at it. You know, he's, yeah. he's come a long way. I mean, admittedly, it's been years and years now because I've known him for a long time. But, you know, he's he really – I feel like he – not that I'm like insanely good at it or anything, but I think he's better than me at it now. You know, there was a time when I was showing him stuff, and I feel like these days he's showing me stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, recording's yeah. hard. Um, actually, because uh, Long Live the Scene did that live EP, so actually we're gonna go pretty soon and start recording a little album with them, with Ricky and okay. Rocky, which we're super excited about. Nice. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. No, that, that's a great idea, and that, that they make a good team too. Yeah, yeah, we love Ricky too. He's such a cool. Yeah great dude like what an asset to the scene too. oh absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 doing a little scar thing with him and hector and actually he's coming around to track some drums for that um next thursday oh house. nice dude me and james were saying that because like we only ever saw him play guitar and sing in the shake and then he was i guess it was for dominic that he was playing drums yeah, yeah. like dude he's an insane yeah drum i was like player. i couldn't believe how good of a drummer he was on top of yeah. playing yeah. guitar and singing yeah. i was like oh my god well Crazy. i think i if correct me if i'm wrong i think drums was actually his first instrument Oh, I don't yeah, know. I, think yeah. I think he was a drummer first before oh, he was cool. a guitarist. Like yeah. at high school, I think he was, you know, in, in the, like the drum line and yeah. stuff like oh. that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, which I would have done. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was definitely a drummer first. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a he's a really really good drummer actually. Yeah, we were impressed. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> well, I think that's how. Still it, love you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, words. that's how it kind of ties in with all of his. Um, sort of looping and everything you know is this oh, impeccable yeah. sense of timing yeah yeah, yeah. goes yeah. a long way looping's yeah. hard too you gotta be like on top of that or else it gets away from you yeah <laughs> it's totally. like shit yeah exactly this is the Ben and Hector We Love Ricky show we could talk trash about Ricky I feel like we talk about him every episode I know he's yeah. becoming the new Rocky we used to talk about Rocky every episode now we talk All about right. Ricky every episode. Rocky and Ricky well I will say this you know we've made a joke about it before everyone in the shake looks like a hacker from like a 90s movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yep they do they do exactly <laughs> That's, that's, funny. Funny. That's, that's great. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to look like a hacker from a 90s movie? Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, Billy Doom, we've also been playing for, and they look like the gang of thugs from an 80s movie that would <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know? like, yeah, yeah. yeah. jacket, sunglasses. The war- warriors, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're really good, huh? Oh, yeah. dude. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Totally. Been out in California. 
Yeah, yeah. recording there. I'm not jealous at all. No, that that recording really in an amazing studio with an amazing drummer. Yeah, and stuff and tell me about uh, it. We just played a bunch of dates with them on their Broken Spring tour. So okay, they yeah. were going all over Florida. So we played like three or four dates with them, like in the local area. Nice. And stuff, so. nice. Yeah, it was awesome. By far the like, it was so cool to play with uh, like really good bands and inspiring musicians. It was really cool because yeah. you know sometimes it can kind of be like a, a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, shows. Yeah, 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 totally. And then you know you get people with weird egos and yeah. kind of yeah. just arguing about stupid stuff it can get yeah you know tours can either be just wonderful or not yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely not be sometimes. have you guys all lived here for a while or your whole lives or uh mm-hmm. yeah my whole life yeah, yeah. yeah. so so i, I mean, was uh i was born and raised here but i actually was living in new york for the last 10 to years <laughs> uh, I, uh, tried to well, yeah. we, re- we reeled you back in. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I've sunk back down. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I lost my job during the pandemic, and yeah. you know, me and my wife wanted to move back here to raise a family eventually, anyway. So that kind of just right. like, maybe pushed it forward a few okay. years. Gotcha. So, um, how have you guys, since you guys are all from the area and stuff, and you were talking about you know playing with some of these uh, you know good musicians locally? How have you guys found the scene in Florida, like the South Florida music scene overall? You know, it's really awesome and uh, supportive, and like it feels like we're all friends. Like I used to play in the area back in like the mid to early two thousands, like, right? Spankies and like Ray's Downtown sure. Blues. I don't know what if you kind guys of music like that. punk rock. Oh uh, no! It was like they played in a metalcore band. It was like a Ooh. screamo band. When I was <laughs> popping like it's, like em, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it depends. It depends on yeah. what it sounded like. I no, guess. it was fun. Like we definitely played a lot of cool shows. We would play with like a day to remember. Yeah, cool. you guys like opened and like it was played with, around with a lot of big bands at the time. I played guitar then, and Dave's brother actually was the lead singer mm-hmm. of that. Band. Oh neat! Well, yeah. What was the band called? Saint Vegas. Oh, there you go. Very cool metal name, right? <laughs> Saint Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm writing some hot, sort of hardcore type stuff right now, like on the DL with a friend of mine. It's, but yeah, I've, you know, I like the heavier stuff. Yeah, for sure. yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, how did um, you get into music? I'm just going to go around all of you guys, and um, let's start with Dave. And um, like when you were a, a kid and stuff, did you have supportive parents and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so I got into music. Because I watched Back to the Future when I was 12, <laughs> and that scene where Marty McFly plays. Yeah, dude. I saw that, and I was like, damn, that is fucking awesome. I want to <laughs> do that so bad. And around the same time, I was in middle school, maybe or maybe right before, my friend got like one of those starter packs with like the Squire yeah. and the amp and stuff. And uh, I was, spent the night over his house, and I played. I didn't know how to play, but I was like playing his guitar all weekend. And his parents told my parents, like, should get him a guitar. Like yeah, he like, yeah. barely hung out with our son all weekend. He was just <laughs> playing his guitar in his room. Um, so then, yeah, my parents got me a guitar. My parents are super supportive, and they like you know got me lessons and stuff. Nice. What um, was your kind of early influences in terms of what you wanted to sound like, other than Marty McFly? <laughs> I'm still trying to attain that sound. Slash Chuck um, Berry. Yeah. Uh, in middle school, what I was like getting into, like I was just getting into Nirvana. And that was, like, a huge influence on me. And, like, Green Day and stuff. I feel like what everyone was listening to back then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can't stand Nirvana. No? No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> <laughs> was in a Nirvana, was in a Nirvana tribute band. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> For, like, 10 years. I was going to say, he doesn't like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I think that was, like, one of those things, too, where it didn't seem, like, out of reach. Yeah. It was, like, simple songs, but they're such awesome songs. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cool thing about, like, punk rock and, you know, is that it's... it's, it's 
the accessibility. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then in high school, you know, I started to get better and I could play with people. And uh, me and Dave actually went to high school together and we started pretty regularly jamming at his parents' house in the garage, like me, him, and his brother, whoever was around, like just jamming mm-hmm. with random people. And then, nice. like, towards the end of high school, uh, me and his brother started the band St. Vegas and started playing around the area and stuff. Wicked. That's awesome. What about you, James? How did you find yourself pl- playing music back in the day? Um, I started playing music a little late. Uh, I kind of started around my early 20s. Okay. And um, it was mostly just because a lot of our other friends were in bands. Like, um, Andy was in, like, Routine Scheme and stuff. I grew up with Andy. Yeah, okay. I've known him since I'm, like, 10. So, uh and those, you know, they had those guys and you know, rude hecklers and all those bands starting up. And yeah. so, okay, we just, I didn't know you were like tight with Andy. That's yeah, cool. yeah. I've been, yeah, I've known him since we're kids. Him and his brother Ryan was in our band uh, right. when I was uh, back in the day when I first started. Uh, we made a band called Eighty Four Sheepdog. When's, and, An- uh, when's Andy going to join the band? <laughs> Andy was, Andy <laughs> was asking our, him. Actually, Andy was in Eighty Four Sheepdog, and he says we kicked him out. But we actually, we we just didn't. He just didn't have enough time to play with us. Okay. But he says we kicked him out. But he he was playing bass for us. But uh, he was just too busy. He's in like five six yeah, bands. At all times, he's like in eight bands now. Yeah, Yeah. so it just—he was just uh, too busy for that. Slow, slow period for him right now. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, big up Andy if you're listening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it um, was—it was like pop punk. Uh, Ted was in the band with us too. Um, He he joined in a little later, but we did the band for about, um, say, about 13 years maybe. And we played at Prop and you know in Delray a little bit, a little bit. Um, We played at. a couple places in Lake Worth and other things, and you know, and uh, it was it was good for a while, but everyone kind of you know got busy and stuff. And Ryan yeah. had some kids, and you know, it was an amicable split. We all were kind of doing our own thing, so we kind of sure. just stopped playing. Did you guys? Then, oh, you guys opened for Ramon. We we opened yeah. for a lot of yeah. cool acts. We opened wow. for the lead singer, of the Ataris, uh, when cool. he came down to prop. We opened up for one of the I think it was Ricky Ramon or something. There's a Richie Ramon. I think yeah. it, Rich, Rich, Richie Richie Ramon. Richie yeah, Ramon. Okay. yeah, we opened for Richie Ramon, and then Ricky um, Ramon. And I think uh, <laughs> he's been I, down a couple of times. Yeah, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my my happiest moment was we opened for Guttermouth. Oh, I, I thought sexy. that was really cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, we actually traded shirts with them at that show, and they gave us shirts. And then their guitarist wore one of our shirts on stage to play. Wow. So that was that was really that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's awesome. But yeah, that's and then yeah, and then we started this after after that kind of ended. I think I took like a year break, and then me and Dave started talking, and that's kind of how we started Blabscam. Gotcha. No, that's really interesting, and 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 quite a sort of refreshing thing because most people sort of start when they're you know teenagers and yeah. just jumping on it in your early 20s is like it's cool it's admirable you did yeah. it you know yeah I, I didn't know much about music i mean my uh i was brought up with a lot of music my dad was a huge music fan you know listened to a lot of uh like motown and classic rock and stuff so i grew up with like prince and the doors and you know uh zeppelin and you yeah. know all kinds of steely dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> all sure. kinds of stuff like that so uh i feel like our generation i mean i'm just about in your generation yeah. i'm like 42 but um you know i'm i'm a little ways out but i'm just about in there um it that's it our, our parents had great music collections they yeah. lived in the golden age of yeah. of like mm. recorded music you yeah. know and yeah. it did and rock and stuff i you know i don't know what we'll be passing down at this point <laughs> to our kids but yeah. you know yeah all that really influenced me and then um probably the same stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah probably yeah, exactly. more of that exactly. i remember my parents like went to some kind of convention and there was a Beatles cover band there and they got their CD and they were playing it in the car and my parents I was apparently like rocking out to it and <laughs> no, it like wasn't even the Beatles it was like a shitty like, <laughs> like convention band playing and I was like my parents were like oh was I that here you in Florida or? that was in Florida yeah, yeah. I might I remember that I remember when I was a kid like seeing 
possibly that same band. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> were they from England? Because I it. played with a, uh, a it would kind of, it was, this is a long time ago, right? We're going to find yeah. out. Oh, yeah, I think I was were like at the same show. Nine or ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, because I played with the Beatles tribute band not that long ago. We did. You remember that? We, we had a gig with a Beatles tribute band. It was like, we did. Uh, you know, it might have been just before we joined. Actually, yeah, it might have been like nothing. Oh, so, you, <laughs> yeah. so you stopped all the good gigs when I joined. That's, <laughs> what, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I don't know if supporting a Beatles tribute band can be considered I mean, a good gig. You know, it's better than something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Ted, um, how did you find yourself getting into music, my friend? Um, yeah, I was, you know, I remember... When I was a kid, like, uh, I remember one of the first songs that just sucked me in, like, into just listening to music was uh, when The Offspring came out with Smash. Yeah. And they had that song come out and play. Like, one of my neighborhood uh, friends showed me that. And I just, yeah, I started playing guitar um, when I was, like, 13. Okay. Um, That was the same as me. Yeah, I kind of, I played for a bit when I was a kid. I wasn't playing in bands. I was just playing by myself, you know. Uh, My dad plays guitar as well so we would jam out um i remember one of the early bands i got into actually was from a sis my older sister uh was guar actually what a sick band for yeah, an yeah. early band yeah. to get into yeah, and i just couldn't stop listening to it you know it actually yeah. sp- explains a lot about that yeah so dave what was your uh, introduction to music i mean it's kind of similar to theirs in that we found it like young i, I found yeah. it young um there's actually something i remembered um just recently about finding like punk music when i was a kid like in middle school just like learning what i liked and something happened with my sister and my mom where she had like this dead kennedy cd and it was like live mutiny on the bay or something oh that's good and my parents found it's like what is this you can't fucking listen to this i mean they didn't curse but they took it away from her and they threw it away and she went and fished it out of the trash and she was like dave i see you like getting into punk music like you like the descendants you like like rancid and stuff like that and like listen to this and I was already kind of going that path, and uh, I just started really diving into that in hardcore. Gotcha. And that's what got me like playing instruments, because I was like, I really like this, I just wanted to emulate it. And I was like, well, I can't play guitar, I can probably play bass riffs, especially for like punk music. It's easier, four strings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of went from there. Like, I yeah. started teaching myself guitar a little bit. These guys helped me out a lot, like, over the years. I Dave went to high school with Dave. introduced me to a lot of punk that I didn't know before I started hanging out with them in high school. Because, like, my tastes right. were pretty mainstream. Like, I don't know if you guys are from the area, but Buzz 103.1, that was my oh, jam. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Buzz so Bakes everything. And, like, yeah, Buzz Bakes Sales. Yeah, I've been to a few of those. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, those were the, the Those best. were so much fun. Yeah. Um, it, it was still here when i so i moved to um the u.s in 2010 it was still just here i think i had like two or three years of the buzz and then yeah dude i'm so sad that it's gone mark jenny and Dahmer and yeah morning show yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was good it was good and now it's just been absorbed into the classic music the classic rock station yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's a a bummer but um yeah i know that was the weird thing is hearing Green Day on classic rock stage. Yeah, it's yeah. wild, wild, isn't it? Yeah, it always I, blows my mind. You yeah, know, and like against me, I was like, yeah. "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> the classic rock. Oh my god. Yeah, it spins me out. But um, yeah, cool. All right. So uh, this pretty common story, you know, got into it as teenagers, and parents had like record collections from the sixties and seventies. I feel like it, 
that's almost everybody's story in that situation. And uh, with good reason, because because all of that music from the 60s and 70s was great. And I feel like that generation, you know, the, were really just a, that was what pop culture was, was, you know, rock bands, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said before, I, I think that's that's changed. You it was know? back when a rock band could change the world and stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> no doubt now about the world it. can change a rock band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's deep, it's deep, yeah. deep. Wow, was <laughs> this a Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Blab Scam. How did you come up with the name? Um, well, actually, Dave came up with that. Yeah, yeah I, I stole Dave. that from uh, old C-SPAN. Uh, what was it like it's an interview show? I guess it's a Christopher yeah. Hitchens article from '87, yeah. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's basically uh, he was writing about the 24-hour news cycle okay. and how it encourages people to kind of make stuff up because you have to fill a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. Um. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a talking scam, and uh, you know when he we also felt like it was kind of like a cartoony word, yeah. and we feel like that kind of represented our sound and like our yeah, it is aesthetic yeah. of like the band. Pop-a-y kind of like pow. Yeah, we, we went through a few names, and I don't know. We were just like we couldn't figure out anything, and I I just felt like that one fit for some reason. It just like had that. None of our friends or yeah. girlfriends or wives they no one liked that name, and they're like don't yeah, call no yourself really that name. It. But as people have come around to. It, I <laughs> oh, feel yeah, like sure. it's something now you got to sit with. Yeah, but we kind of feel like you know, especially in the last few years. Like communication has kind of broken down, where like half of society <laughs> cannot agree on truth anymore. Yep. We can't agree on anything. Like you have you know, Trump and uh, social media influencers and advertising, and it's like words have almost become meaningless. And yeah. for us, it's like we kind of like living in the age of the blab scam. Yeah. So we kind of felt like it was. It's a great name, scam, and uh, the more yeah. you talk about it and explain it, the more I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun to yell. Yeah, that's why put an exclamation point because it's got to be flap scam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always in all caps. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, when it came to, down to finding your sound, we were talking earlier and you were saying that it took about six months of knocking around to figure out what that would be. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, and you know, what uh, your, your direction in terms of uh, the way the band sounds and why it sounds like that and what yeah. it's influenced by. Um, well, before, when I was living in New York, um, I was writing and recording myself where I was playing all the instruments and doing stuff. And it was like, it was a different style. It was kind of more like hush indie and I like saying very whispery. <laughs> yeah, okay. and very, so indie. Um, and that was fun for the time, but like I was not really satisfied with it. And so then when I did move back to Florida, you know, and when I was living in New York, I would always send Dave like the mm. stuff. I was recording, and you know he would give me ideas. Yeah, he sent me all that corny shit, and we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. right. That's right. Thing. But you yeah. had something, Dave. You had the was it like plain white tees, kind of like folky indie? I would only. I mean, it's it like was, psychedelic. It was indie. kind yeah. of experimental too. Oh, like okay. it was like st- even more stripped down Radiohead, but with like a drum machine, some good guitar. Because oh, I can't neat. play drums, so I just had drum machines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of reverb on the vocals, like oh, too yeah. much. Yeah, because I was insecure. But now you sound great. You have really ballsy like tone to yourself. Yeah, and so when I came back, you know, I we talked about playing together, and mm. we started doing it, and uh, basically, we probably wrote, like, four or five songs, and we kept being, you know, we were playing for a little while, and then we'd write something new, and it felt more like the direction that we wanted to go. Um, so, like I said, like, we probably spent, like, six months kind of feeling oh, yeah. out and finding yeah. a direction, 
And around this time, too, me and James started listening to this podcast called No Dogs in Space. I don't know if you guys... He's... Yeah, I'm actually wearing the shirt. I came to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you guys haven't listened to it, it's a really good podcast where they go through, like, the... Uh, they'll do a series on a band. Most yeah, of it's, it's like, like a nice punk. deep dive into like the whole band and how like every album and how they started and almost every member really yeah. too. The, yeah, I have heard of it. I just haven't listened to a lot of it, but I should. Definitely yeah, it's, worth it's really a cool. Listen. Yeah, it really got me into um, the Stooges oh, and the Replacements too. What, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were we were listening to it and like kind of talk about it and like you know I liked punk and stuff, but like it's funny like Dave showed me a lot of that early punk stuff. Uh, in high school, mm-hmm. and I like liked it at the time, but I feel like it's like when you're young, it's like watching black and white movies. There's something about it that you can't connect yeah. with. Yeah, yeah it's sure. like yeah, when, when you grew up on color TV. But now, yeah. like as an adult, I can mm-hmm. appreciate that more. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like you were saying, like you know, I like the Stooges, but then like listening to a deep dive of them, um, like we have a song called "Chair" on our first EP. I was, I wanted, I was like, I want to write a Stooges song. Oh, cool! And and that kind of like we wrote that I wrote that in Meat Machine, another song, and I feel like those are the first two songs where we're like, oh, yeah. shit, that that's like, the Blab yeah, Scam song, yeah, and oh, it had gosh, like yeah. the sense of humor in it, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like it was like a reverent, like ironic punk, like it was, yeah, but no. very simple, like with a healthy amount of rock, like I, it wasn't just like yeah, I, punk. I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of the heaviness in our sound comes from like Dave's taste well yeah well i mean the sound really yeah, I mean, developed because yeah, he, he grew up on guar so <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> but the influences of all four of us yeah. are in there like as punk musicians and like people yeah. who like like straightforward just in yeah. your face kinds of sounds yeah and, and that's another thing we all kind of grew up together too sort of in a way i mean me and ted have known each other for since we were 10 yeah. with Andy and then we, we've well, we even jammed like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. I think we've known each other 20 years yeah oh yeah that's crazy yeah, yeah. I've probably known Dave, Dave old. 15 years yeah. at least or, when you so. start yeah. when you start being able to say 20 years and 30 yeah. years and yeah, throw that crazy. around yeah. like I, I remember the first it was like you know when I was yeah about your when I was about 35 and I started being able to say oh it was 20 years ago I was like oh no yeah yeah I find myself once saying it all the time. It's my now. age, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, though, it's like it changed. Listening to that stuff kind of changed how I was thinking about writing stuff. And a big part of it is like I wanted to be funny in songs, and I couldn't figure out a way until uh, I we wrote those two songs. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it definitely keep brought out more of the Blabscam sound in those two songs and then we kind of just grew from that I feel like yeah, yeah sure. okay yeah cool and and when it comes to uh, like humor in, in your lyrics um, how do you approach that um, well it changes now like something that we've been doing lately it's usually whatever makes us laugh yeah. honestly <laughs> like if we I guess that's like the writing jokes you can do but it, yeah. well like lately what we've been doing is like We'll pick a phrase and then I write the lyrics around yeah. that. Okay. We have a song called Brain Worms, which is on the new live EP. Like Dave wrote the main riff to that, and he was like, "Oh, I feel like you should. We should call this song Brain Worms," mm-hmm. which made me then I had to write lyrics around the phrase Brain Worms. Yeah. And I I thought like the funny angle into that was like someone having brain worms but like being really proud of their brain worms and, like, <laughs> yeah like, being like oh i love my, my brain, brain worms. is just <laughs> completely destroyed and this it's is almost like you know certain political movements where it's like people who are not mm-hmm. tethered to reality and they're so happy to tell yeah. you about yeah, it yeah 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 <laughs> that's great yeah yeah and it works great and as, as an analogy for something like that too. yeah that's pretty interesting and, like that other song chair that i was saying that i felt like kind of broke out our sound too it was like I was like, oh, I'm going to write I Want to Be Your Dog. 
what I was like, oh, I wish I could be your chair was the phrase. But and like right. that can be <laughs> yeah. taken as a sexual thing. But then I want to take it one step further. I was like, what if it's about someone who is like content to be furniture in someone else's life and write a love song from that Aww. kind of perspective? That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just unrequited, forlorn yeah. loser music. Lately, <laughs> lately really hard. And so and our latest song we wrote was called Mayonnaise Sandwich. Was yeah. by far, they gave me that phrase, Mayonnaise Sandwich. That was the hardest one to try and write. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the more... I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mayonnaise yeah. sandwich. And then it became a thing where I was like, oh, well, mayonnaise sandwich is something that's like, it's all filler. There's no substance to it. So what if you are calling, like, a lover a mayonnaise sandwich? It's like someone who you sh- shouldn't be with, but, like, kind of can't help yourself. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. nutrition there. There's mm. no substance there, but, like. You keep going back to it. It just, yeah. you know, like the more you explain the the songs and the lyrics and stuff like that, the high level ideas um, that work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the really high level. Um, the more, the more, like the Blab Scam name just fits you guys yeah. so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's awesome. Great project. Do you have any kind of approach to your live show? Is it? Do you sort of bring the? It, it, are, you, are you playing the songs or um, you know a like a sort of regular band or are you putting like are you do anything costume related I mean, are you throwing like many sandwiches into the crowd <laughs> we, we should probably well, from we, now on we don't have costumes I mean it's something we talked about for a little while yeah we did but yeah. then we decided against it but we definitely uh, I would I guess we do kind of like comedic bits Sometimes. Yeah, we, we yeah. tell jokes and like just f- kind of fuck around. I feel but like good the crowd whole like important. the whole uh, thing of our band is to not be taken too seriously. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Rock and be in your face a little bit. Just that's like part the, of the music bla- does that part. Yeah, of that's it. part of the blab scam aesthetic too. To me, is that like uh, I feel like the, my past stuff is not as good because I was taking myself too seriously. Yeah, and, I hear uh, that. And I was like, man, I want to make something fun. Mm, that's yeah. like fun to listen to. Yeah, wicked. Oh, I love it. So, uh, do you guys? Um, let's go sort of round the round the room, so to speak. Um, do you still practice your guitar, like in terms of like old school, you know, scales? That's nonsense. Uh, yeah, I'm a monk to the cause. Yeah. Um, I play every day, and uh, he's the most much, diligent for sure. I yeah, and like I like learning things, so I'll like look up new chords that I don't know, or try and learn new scales. But um, yeah, I play it every day. Pretty yeah, much, man. You know, as as much as I can. I I love it. My wife probably hates it because like we're watching <laughs> TV. I'm just like, I'm not even allowed to practice. Pretty much, my I have to go and lock myself in my little studio room. Oh, really? She hates it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure she'll get sick of it one day. But right now she's cool with it. <laughs> she used to pretend to like it. She doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't it funny though, man? They, they're always like. Uh, like, oh, you're a musician. That's so cool. And and then somewhere down the road, they're like, could you just stop? The, re- <laughs> yeah. the reality of living with a musician. Yeah. yeah, 30 seconds of a song is, like, sexy, yeah. but, like, I'm, four hours of someone doing, like, yeah. a scale. Is, scale yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hitting my uh, my 26th anniversary this year, and, oh, and my, my wife is like, you know, like, could you just stop buying music stuff, please? <laughs> and could you just not play in the house? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So what about you, James? Are you practicing at home? Uh, yeah, I practice at home sometimes. I mean, with the drums, it's a little bit more of a problem sometimes because yeah. it's just so loud. But uh, Yeah, a bit more of a I, process. Uh, we, we have our, pra- our practice, all of us, is uh, we practice twice a week. So that's that's really important. I feel oh, like wow. it, it, it that's definitely awesome. helps that's out a lot. That's great. Yeah. 
Um, and then on my own, I'll practice every so often. I'll usually just throw some headphones on and try to like learn a song I like or something like that. Just kind of or practice what we have. But you yeah, know, that's about it usually. Gotcha, Teddy. You are you yeah. getting the practice done? I do. I practice. Uh, you know, I right lately like I've been actually practicing piano because I I recently got a new keyboard. Oh, nice. Messing around with, but uh, I tried to practice guitar. Songs, What's that? <laughs> We're gonna get some synth in those songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tried to practice guitar often too. Um, you know, like usually just unplugged. You know, I'm just chilling at home from my computer or on the couch or whatever. You know. Yeah, mm. nice. And last but not least, Dave practicing. I should practice, but <laughs> usually what I end up doing is just playing stuff that I already know or like thinking of a riff for the band. Yeah. Like I am not like if Dave taught me, I probably helped me a lot but, hey, but you're a bass player we don't have to exactly practice. right we're just like, naturally talented Dave's i just find that. the groove and i just ride that ability That's yeah all I need well to do. dave's being a little modest he's actually i think the most he can play guitar really well he plays bass really well and he's a pretty good drummer as gotcha. well you're so sweet dave um, um, oh, thanks, you're, you're a good thank you so much um yeah. but uh he doesn't use his pinky. No, I don't. And it, it used to I drive, refuse. When we were younger, it used to drive me crazy. It's I'm like, horrible. use your fucking pinky. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like limiting your like capabilities. Uh-huh. I don't use my ring finger. I like really. Yeah, when I when I even like something that I should just go right to the it, next it, one. I I just with my pinky or sometimes like both fingers at once or something. I don't really? know. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Wow. I yeah. only See, use I my so pinky. Bad. We're still talking about guitar, right? (laughs) (laughs) So um, in terms of the band, um, do you have someone who is sort of designated to doing your social media? Yeah, that's me. Mm. Yeah, that's Um, Well, I mean, it's a a collaboration between all of us because we discuss stuff, but also like – a big part of our online present is actually Dave's art. Dave does yeah, all our Dave's artwork. Dave's art is amazing. Oh, nice. Um, which he's like super talented. He went to school for it. Oh, sick. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Thank you. I I mostly run the social media account. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, yeah. good, cool. So, is it like are you doing the whole thing where you've got like the the meta like sort of yeah? And you're looking at my stats the, yeah, all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, checking yeah. out my stats. I'm doing all that, but then we also have someone who we pay to do it because I'm really kind of a rank amateur at it. So we'll let, yeah. let Danielle do it properly. Yeah. It's but, harder um, than you think it is. Yeah, yeah, she does a good job though, man. She's constantly posting for us. Consistency—that's the hard part. It's really key. You kind of have to post at least two or three times a week yeah. to like, yeah, stay yeah, yeah. in people's feeds. Yeah, we started off where I was running the Facebook and he was running the Instagram, mm-hmm. and then we just realized this is so much easier for just link this and like have you just do both at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We need more video content because yeah. obviously that's what the algorithm and pushes to people yep and uh pictures don't really get a lot of attention so no, i've you're been right. trying to do that um i recently edited footage from a, this documentary called samsara to one of our songs oh cool and uh so that's i think something i want to start doing more because um, it got a, a ton of views compared to everything else we've done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it, and, and you're right. And and Danielle is constantly on at us, like for like, you know, give me some video content, give me some video content, because she's right. It's the thing to, yeah, yeah. yeah in fact, I, I've got to get. I, yeah. I think if you think about it as like a user too, when I'm scrolling through stuff, I'm probably more likely going to click on a video than I am a still image. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to think about it from the user's perspective as well. Yeah. But Danielle comes out. I mean, she she's uh, she's actually really good at doing this stuff for us because she comes out to a, a good handful of shows every month for us, um, and she'll do she'll she'll live stream from the show. Um, uh, she will um, 
just take videos and things and she'll use those for stories and she'll use those for reels and things like that. And then she'll take a boatload of photos. And then like, I mean, like, you know, almost every day there's like either a picture of me or a picture of Ben, a picture of James, a picture of the band, a picture of something, you know, and it's always like pushing the shows and pushing the shows. And it's always, yeah. I mean, she's really good about that. It's always, yeah. And it's like, I, you know, I can't say that I've ever seen the same photo twice. Like she, like she's always posting a new, a new something, a new something. Well, because we, because we do those gigs where we're actually getting paid for it. It makes sense for us to well, pay someone to do that. Oh, <laughs> it, ma- it makes sense for us to to have someone, you know, and pay them. I think, you know, wait, we get paid. <laughs> you don't get paid. Damn Just it. me and Danielle. That's it. Damn it. No, but um, you, you know what I mean. Like, uh, if if because we kind of, you know, sold out a little bit and do the, like the pub circuit and stuff. Like, you know, it makes sense for us to to pay someone to do it, and it's been great. You know, because it's kind of hands off. I, you know, I dabble around in it, and I, I I'll run ads and things like that. But you know, the day to day on the ground stuff, <laughs> we dabble it just enough to annoy her. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Why'd you do that? Yeah. You're throwing off my campaign. Right. Yeah, the algorithm's all wonky yeah. now. That's another thing too, Dave. Tends to put up some pretty good social yeah, media. He's like got the humor a, down. He got the humor down for yeah. for for yeah. scam. Yeah. Oh, um, wicked. I actually worked at a advertising agency in New York too. So um, I I started out in like the office management side, and I was starting to do creative stuff uh, before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot from watching those people and talking to them and nice. how they do stuff. And actually, um, you know, after I was in a band with Dave's brother. Uh, I stopped playing almost for like two years when I, cause I didn't know any musicians up there. And then uh, every once in a while, the agency would put out like a call for like creative material. And uh, one day one of the guys sent out something. He was like, Hey, we need lyrics for songs. We're pitching to Sonic, the fast food place. Yeah. And if anyone wants to write lyrics uh, about like a Sonic food item, like please write something to send it to us. And uh, I had a friend who worked in the creative department and she was like, Hey, don't just send them lyrics. You should record something because she knew I was like kind of rec- yeah. like fiddling with recording on my own time. She was like, "You should record something and send it to them." And I basically did like a, a Beach Boys parody about like the slushies. Oh, sick! And uh, the guy was like, "Dude, this is amazing. Can you do some more?" What? And it was like uh, I think for the fir- like first time I got outside validation in a long time, and I yeah. it kind of like. Uh, reignited my passion for it nice too and i ended up writing like eight songs about chili dogs <laughs> i know there's one about fries. chicken nuggets you showed me yeah that, that was the fun. best one and it was all it also <laughs> taught me a lot about songwriting because when you have a 30 second song yeah. you don't tell have, me about it i've been doing it lately the sync stuff you, yeah, yeah i think it's a really good exercise that songwriters should do um yeah. i because you don't have time to fuck around you got to get in like a verse and a chorus and that's really all you have time to and yeah it, it taught mm-hmm. me a lot and also when we were talking about like writing fun music and i was like why are these stupid songs about chicken nuggets like the best stuff i've ever done <laughs> yeah you know no exactly um yeah we've i've We've been doing it through some like um, this uh, this like sync sort of agency, uh-huh. you know. They're taking a health, healthy songs. cut, you know. They're taking they're taking this giant cut. So it's it, it's all for like things like you, you know like Mini Cooper ads and things like that. Oh, cool. And you bid for it, but that, but now we're in like now we've managed to kind of go up there. Uh, sort of list of people you know so they'll reach out to us for better stuff now like um we've only been used for like 
couple of things so far, but but we're always hustling, trying to get on it, and and it, we're getting better and better all the time. Oh, Do they awesome. give you a prompt, or you just kind of submit yeah. music? Yeah, okay. yeah, they give you like a brief. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you get this brief comes in, and sometimes it comes with a video and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've been trying to get better at it. It's it it's not easy, and actually, we've been doing it as a like um, a trio. So it's like me and my mate do the music and mix it up to a point and then we give it to our other mate who like polishes it you know because mm-hmm. he's he's like super good at mastering and stuff so um and really the reason i started doing it was because uh i just wanted an excuse to make music with my mate yeah because i really really you know like i don't get to see him very often he lives in england and i was like how can we have like a line of communication i was like you know what i've just let's just do this together and, and now it's like turning into a thing which is cool yeah yeah, that's really cool. And anyway, awesome. enough about that. Let's get back to you guys. You, why don't we Finally. listen to some of you? <laughs> I tell you, what, I tell you what, I do have a tendency to talk about myself. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but seriously, this is about us, Ben. So before, before we do that, ben, we got to focus up here. Before we do Blaps that, let me ask. Um, uh, you guys were saying you practice twice a week. Like, how often do you play? Um, play out like actual games. It depends. Like. Last month we played a ton because we were playing with the Shake and Dominic sure. and Billy Doom on their tour. Um, we weren't on tour with them, but uh, I would say we probably play like once or twice a month. Okay. Um, and we're kind of getting to know the venues around because yeah. obviously there's a limited amount of places that want to have like heavy mm. punk music. Yeah, I wish there were more. Yeah, yeah. me yeah. too. A limited <laughs> amount of places that want original music even. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. I mean, and we just started playing. We played a show at Tough Times, which is a really cool yeah, place. Yep. Yeah, that place is Yeah, solid. I've been there a few times. Um, yeah. We're going to be playing there on May 13th too. Yep. So mm. next Saturday, if you're in the area, come check us out. So. There you go. Um, but I mean, Propaganda, we've been we played they gave us our first show today. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever played at Swampgrass Willies? We actually are gonna yeah, play gonna... there June tenth. It's gonna yeah, be our have, first show there. I have with uh, when we were in Cheap Dog, but mm. yeah. I mean I haven't we haven't seen Split Blab Scan, but yeah, that place is really cool. Yeah. I like that place. Who books at Swampgrass Willies now? Is it still Dana? I have no idea. We got our first show there. It's going to be June 10th. Ricky got us the show because we're playing with the Shake. Right. Um, I think Dave actually books it now. Dave, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ricky kind of gets us most of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's Ricky, our Ricky booker, once again, uh, yeah. Uh, unofficial the most. Official booker. We don't pay him. He's anything. awesome. <laughs> He's a good lad. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, okay, because I, I, I reached out um, to the wrong person then because I'm trying to get... A, um, so there's this guy, Brayton, who... Uh, Brayton Russell, who who's a musician who who I know, and I'm helping him do stuff, and uh, I'm going to get him in there too. He's a he's got like a kind of a a, a punk band. So uh, if you ever need someone a, su- a support for your band, oh, I've got yeah. a band for you. <laughs> ah, he's nice. they're decent too. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. I, I really want to get into some of those venues down in Miami too. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know anyone down there, but it seems like they have like a pretty decent punk scene down there. I think it's starting to get like yeah. I, the, the, you know it, it ebbs and flows, but it seems right now it seems pretty good. Yeah, and uh, which is surprising because Churchill's yeah, shut Churchill's. Down. I know. Churchill's oh, weird, like, right? I love Churchill's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a place called The Void, which I started following, and mm-hmm. that seems like an awesome place. Yeah. Looks like they got really cool shows there. And I messaged them, and they're like, "Sorry, no, no availability, Ooh. no room in the inn." Oh, man. There's, a, there's a few places down there, um, and, and, and honestly, the names escape me right now. But um, but I'll, I'll come up with them. I'll shoot them over to you. Oh, yeah. There's there's a few of them. Um, my son plays uh, drums in Young Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah, Gavin. Um, and he uh, do we play with them? He, I think I, you. I don't know. Do we? Did you play with them at Tough Times? Maybe they, the they, black, they, they play, no, they play no, at black uh, market. Is the that might be one of them. But yeah. he was just telling me they just booked a show down in in uh, Miami, and it's like 
what's the station down there? The Shark or something? Mm-hmm. There's a there's some yeah. The Shark's like the new buzz. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. Of. So there's a studio or something down there um, where it used to be. It used to be like you know if they had a, a guest that they would interview and they would do like a little a little show or something, um, but apparently they like built it out and turned it into a, like a full on rock club or oh, something, wow, awesome. and it's nice. like it's owned by the shark and it's run by the shark, oh, but, wow. it's, but it's like full on shows now. So they just oh. got booked to do a show down there with some other bands oh, and stuff. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get the names of these and shoot yeah. them over to you because yeah, really there's some really things. cool. Yeah. There's some while you're at it, shoot them over to me. I've got to get you get nothing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet FAs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Let's listen to some of your tunes. Does it sound good? Sounds yeah, good. sounds great. All right. This next song is about having uh, worms in your brain. Yeah, it's called Brain Worms. Five Six One Music is sponsored by Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals. Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals and Boat Club is Palm Beach County's premier boat rental company and boat rental club. They've been in continuous operation since the year 2000 on the beautiful waters of Jupiter Inlet. It is the affordable alternative to boat ownership. Their membership club ranks number one in both quality, availability and customer satisfaction. You'll choose from their fleet of boats consisting of deck boats, dual consoles and centre consoles. 
ran offshore fishing boats, deluxe cruising boats, and plush deck boats, all powered by four-stroke outboard engines. Their vessels are fully equipped for your safety and comfort with styles suitable for ocean and intracoastal use. They are located just two minutes away from the mouth of Jupiter Inlet, which means fast access and the most beautiful stretch of the intracoastal. In fact, no other boat company can match their ideal location. Fishermen will be thrilled to note that sports fishing starts just a quarter mile offshore and the warm Gulf Stream is a mere three miles from the shore. The address is 1095 North A1A, Jupiter, Florida 33477 and you can find it at jupiterinletboatrentals.com. The telephone is 561 741 1212. In their efforts to make boating affordable, they offer rental discount membership programs that do not require a large investment up front. You pay a little to join and pay as you go. Other boat rental clubs take all your money up front, charge a monthly maintenance fee and hope you never show up. At Jupiter Inlet Boat Club, plans start at 700 to join and each time you take out a boat, daily fees start at just 249 plus fuel. There are no monthly fees. If you have heard of the boat club from 561 Music, please let them know when you call or go there to book a boat and the friendly staff will take that into account and take care of you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So... The atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam, or baby foot as they call it in France. And uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But 
really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. All right, guys. So seeing as we were just listening to an ad for Live Music Community, which is where we're sat right now, um, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians? Uh, yeah, I would say play every day. Um, I think there's this big uh, idea about like musical talent that like you're born with it. And I think that is true for someone, but I think it's like working out. Like you just have to do it a ton to mm. develop those skills. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you don't, it's you're just going to be a mediocre player. Yeah. I, like I said before, I'm like what? kind of a monk to it. And I why are you looking at me when you say mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. I, I, I think that's uh, that, that might be you there. <laughs> Projection is the word I was looking for. I would also say, like, don't wait for people to give you permission to do things because you're never going to get that. And I think you have to show people you can do something before they're going to be willing to let you do it. So, like, record that shitty EP on GarageBand and release Mm -hmm. it, you know? Because the next thing you're going to do is even better than that. Yeah. So you just got to start doing it. Don't don't wait for permission. Just do it. Yeah, Yeah. You got to run through material before you finally get to something good. And, like, cast a wide net. Yeah. Like through yeah. genres, through whatever, like push yourself like musically, but also like through your talents, through just raw practice. Yeah. That includes like your horizon, like your musical horizon. Totally. And casting a wide net's more fun anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just totally. do it. I think too, learning instruments that's not your main instrument is just going to yeah. give you a better understanding of music and how to communicate that with other people. Because it's great that like Dave can play drums, and if we're trying to come up with a drum part, he can kind of like. Yeah, speak on James's level. Yeah, I don't have to just sound it out to him with my mouth yeah. like boop boop bap boop bap. <laughs> like I have to do to you. Yeah, I'm like hey, uh, boom boom boom. I mean, there is musician talk like yeah. every band has, yeah. but like yeah, that helps. Like you get a three dimensional like view of like song structure, how things fit together, different instruments. Like that definitely helps. Yeah. Did any of you guys do any school um, for uh, music? Uh, yeah, I took lessons. Um, the first time I did lessons was like very formal, where he was like teaching me how to read music and stuff and like i kind of hated it and he really hated me uh, my teacher right um because he would like ask me to play these like classical pieces and there was one time he just got so frustrated with me he goes he's like do you practice i'm like yeah i play at home he's like well what do you play at home and uh uh, so (laughs) i started playing a nirvana song (laughs) and he was like that sounds excellent all right, well, fuck this. We're just going to do that kind of stuff from now on. And, oh, cool. And it opened up. And then, you know, I taught a lot of myself. Then in high school, uh, I started taking uh, lessons with this guy named Charles Milling, uh, who is an amazing guy. And he taught me so much. I think he still teaches in Del Rey. I, he used to work for St. Joseph's Episcopal Church. I don't know if he still does. He was their music director, but uh, such an amazing, nice guy, and he taught me so much. Oh, nice, man. What about um, this song that we just listened to? Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so that was Brainworms. 
um, which, like as we said before, um, <laughs> Dave Dave wrote the main riff. Um, that really catchy, which riff. is itself a brainworm. Yeah, 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 it is. That we like that, that song way. works on that level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Dave wrote it, and he's like, "We should call it Brainworms." And mm-hmm. then we kind of wrote the rest of the song around that riff all together. Um, and uh, I, f- I feel like it's the song that's been connecting most with other oh, people. Oh, yeah. People yeah. seem to like it. That's the one where we hear the most, like, people shouting blab scam and just, like, really getting into it. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, it's just, like, kind of, kind of manic, like, repetitive song, but it's got a lot of fun energy to it. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, actually, that recording was from uh, our show at Fat Cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you check out the EP, you know, Fat Cats is kind of like that venue where it's, like, Maybe half the people are there to see the band, and then the other people are there just drinking. Yeah. yeah. Did you um, do that one? Was that a Ricky one? Yeah, that, yeah, that was a long yeah. with yeah. the scene. Ricky yeah, recorded so, yeah, it, yeah. and Rocky mixed and mastered it. Um, and uh, actually, the first track on there is when we were on stage. Someone was booing, <laughs> and uh, I'm not even sure. You know, at the time I was on yeah. stage, I wasn't paying attention, and I was like, "Who's booing us?" And so you can listen to it. it's the first track on the mm. live EP. So I just said, "Hey, who's I, booing? you can hear somebody." So pretty like, punk you're answering yeah. somebody. It could have been the TV. It could have been us. I don't know what they're. Yeah. I mean, it would be hilarious if he was just angry at like a football game. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Booing yeah. The television. So the the live EP kicks off with me telling the booing audience members to suck my dick. Yes. <laughs> As it should. Yeah. Excellent. Good way to start an EP. Yeah. We actually yeah. played Brainworms twice that show. We, we did because we didn't, we didn't have, have an extra song. That's right. People, people yelled at us for an encore, songs. and then we ended up playing Brainworms again because we didn't have another song yeah. to play. Bean, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've written like three songs since then, so now we oh, have okay. a full set for any venues. Hey. Out there yeah. Yeah. We can play at least forty. We're ready and willing and able. <laughs> yeah. So um, the next question is kind of a fun one. Um, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at a gig? The funniest or weirdest? Um, well, one time we were playing at Propaganda. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, <laughs> there's this there's this drunk girl around who we didn't know. And we kind of like, when we were, uh, you know, setting up and doing sound checks, she comes up to us and she's drunk. She goes up to Dave. She's like, mm-hmm. ooh, that sexy guy on the four string. <laughs> and then she like comes to me. She's like, what's your name? Can you dedicate a song to me? And I'm just like, uh-huh. dude, I don't know you. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, my wife's here. Yeah, the show hasn't started. And she's already just gone. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I think a couple songs in, she got into an altercation with someone else there, mm-hmm. and uh, threatened to sh- shoot up the place. Oh damn! Oh, damn. Uh, she caused the scene. You can't say that these days. No, you yeah. can't because it's <laughs> reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the country we live in, but. Uh, um, you know, we kind of just like we're playing in the middle of a song, so yeah, we know us, that something's going on. There's people yeah. fighting, yeah. And then we didn't get the full story till later, but it was. Yeah. I liked it. I'm like, hell yeah! I wish more people fought in our show. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> energy for a yeah. while. Yeah. I yeah, I feed off the chaos. You know? <laughs> no, I hear that. Yeah. You play at O'Shea's or Average Joe's enough times, you get pretty used to that. Kind yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> the drunk girl asking you for like a certain song. Oh my god, <laughs> Sabi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we had that. We were playing O'Shea's, and we had this girl. She actually both we we played O'Shea's. I don't know why we played O'Shea's back to back. We played it like two weeks in a row. Yeah, and like both weeks she was there, and both oh, weeks all, she would just stand in front of us, drunk as hell. Oh, and man. all she would say is "Zombie, play zombie." <laughs> we don't play that. Play zombie. We, we we just don't play that song. But play zombie. It was like, oh, yeah, it was Christ. brutal. And I, the first time. Um, 
I managed to get her off stage. I, I, I'm, I'm usually pretty mild mannered, yeah. but I managed to kind of turn it on a little bit. And I, I you know, I, I she jumped on. Told she, was, she, jumped oh, on. Yeah, she, she jumped on. She was right behind me, oh. trying to get on the mic and everything. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. And then the, and then the second time, uh, James had to do the, the, the kind of tough guy bit, and he, he, he shut it down. <laughs> he really <laughs> shut it. We've down. never seen her since. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, that's beyond even like heckling a band. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. Get yeah. You're getting involved at that, that point. We had. Yeah. Like, like you were talking about, uh, you know, the girls coming up and talking. You know, talking. Oh, you're sexy. We had. We were playing. Uh, was it St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. This girl walks up to. You know, it's pretty high stage, and she walks up to the front of the stage. She's right in front of me, and she's like. I love you. <laughs> and I was like thinking like, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, the band, you know? I mean, people always tell us like, yeah, oh, yeah. we love you guys. You're yeah, good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. And she's like, no, no. you. <laughs> I was like, well then. <laughs> and my wife was literally sitting on the stage, at the corner of the stage. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> call me. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them bass players. I guess you guys just exude right? it is, sexuality. Man. It, is, it is, man. It's, Can't it's, turn it on. Some deep, yeah, heavy tones. Bring it exactly. something. That comes from good vibrations <laughs> you know what they say i don't know what they say <laughs> so um yeah the uh, the other thing was uh when it comes to like sort of booze and and getting messed up at gigs do you do you have any kind of how do you navigate that do you have any kind of like approach to that um not really um i like to engage with people if they're going to do that like if, right, if right. you're if you feel like you should be talking out loud and everyone should hear you, I'll give you the attention. Yeah, because usually once you give them that, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And, and what, look like an asshole. And what about you guys? Have you do you um do you do you like drink a lot when you play? Um, I mm-hmm. like to have like I think for me two beers is like the perfect part because that I have famously the yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually have only been. I had never sang in public until the band. So the first shows were extremely nerve-wracking. Sure. Because singing is so vulnerable. It's like oh, yourself. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you understand that. It's like if you don't feel good, your instrument is fucked up. It's like if I could be sick and play guitar, fine. Yeah. Um, but when you're sick, it's hard to sing. So I I would like to get away from the two beers and not have that as a crutch to feel like I can yeah. unwind <laughs> and loosen a little bit. But yeah, I, I like to have like a beer on stage, too. And it's yeah. funny, too, if you drink... A beer to on stage, people think that you're drunk, right, and it yeah. like adds to the the degenerate mystique of the band. Yeah, yeah and that that is kind of a part of it. And I, I remember when I stopped drinking, you, you know, it really throws people for a loop when they're like, "Yes, get shots to the band." And you're like, "No, I'm good." And they're like, When we played at Tough Times, I think I only, I think I maybe had three beers the whole night, and yeah. I, but I drank two of them on stage. And one of the guys there was like, "Hey, are you okay to drive home?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, dude, I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you when I when I first started playing out. Um, same thing I'd, I'd have you know one while i was setting up and then i'd grab another to play you know during the set or whatever and it was it was 100 percent like a nurse thing I, I didn't want to like i wanted to do it but i didn't want to do it you yeah. know i didn't want to be in front of people um fast forward to you playing with killbillies and you know when i started playing with killbillies ben was recently sober at that point and so um i uh james and i made our own decision not by any pressure or anything we made our own decision that okay we're you know we're gonna be supportive and so when we're out at gigs we don't drink yeah so that you know, we're not sitting there sloshing them back in front of Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, fan solidarity. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and so and so we um, Aww, we we started we started doing. I mean, I go home and I get fucked up. <laughs> 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 we, we started doing that, and um, it 
you know, it was really, really nerve wracking. Like the first two shows to not have a beer and mm-hmm. just yeah, play. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, what if I fuck up? And what if this? And what if that? But I got to tell you, like that wore off pretty quickly. Yeah, like, yeah you know, kinda... especially as often as we play, yeah. um, it wore off pretty quickly. It wasn't long before it was just like, eh, whatever, yeah. just play. You, yeah, you can get used to pretty much anything. You know. What I mean? Yeah, I feel like I've been going through that a little bit myself because I used to drink before shows for the same reason, just yeah. to like a little bit, like just a beer or two sure. or something, just to. Calm the nerves. Liquid but, courage, baby. Yeah, but now I've been finding that, like, when I drink before a show, even just a beer or two, I start to get more tired because I'm on the drum, so it's, like, so much energy that I'm using that yeah. I feel like the beer works against me now. Oh, yeah. So now I'm like, no, I'll just have water or something. Then after I'm done, then I can drink, you know, yeah, there you go. hammered. Yeah. Reward for a job Exactly, well done, yeah. It's like my reward, yeah. yeah. He's been a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys got coming up? Is there anything uh, everyone should know about? Um, yeah, we got the uh, show at Tough Times on five thirteen, May thirteenth. Um, man, I don't remember the name. Is that of the a other Friday? Bands. That's a Saturday. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Like I said, if you haven't been at Tough Times, Tough Times is an awesome yeah, place. It's a great little spot. Yeah, yeah. It is cool. You should definitely they have come this hang out. Tiny with us. little stage in the corner, and it's uh, like a long with the, the bar on the, the one jukebox side, takes up yeah. half the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have it's ever right behind. Yeah. His head it's not huge, <laughs> but it's a fun spot. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's a fun yeah. stage. It's kind of small, but it actually reminds me of. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the fest in Gainesville. It reminds me of like a fest bar. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, it just has that feel to it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You mean we have cool place. We have that coming up. We have. Uh, June 10th, we're going to be at Swampgrass Willies. We are playing. There's going to be a punk rock flea market mm-hmm. yeah. festival at Matthews in July, and I don't remember the date of it. I don't think I've gotten the date yet, but um, definitely follow us and we'll post about it. Mm-hmm. Do we have something else too? We have something like in September too. That wasn't the Swampgrass Willies show, was it? No. No, that's no, um, Man, we should be That's better. your European. We should, yeah, we, <laughs> we should be more on top European of tour, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah the it's European a little tour, ways yeah. out. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. that. So, um, do you have any gear you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, um, I can go on at length about my guitar. <laughs> I often do, to the chagrin of others. Um, Let's hear about it. Well, um, so this is my Heritage 535. I got one of those. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I love it. They're so sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know if you know the story of Heritage, but uh, Gibson used to be have a factory, I think it was in Memphis or something, and then they moved it, I think, to Nashville. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, that's what it is. So back in the day, you know, they were going to move their factory, and um, basically the employees that didn't want to leave bought the factory and all the machinery that was still in there, and they yeah. basically went on making, like, copyright-friendly versions of Gibson guitars. So it's like Gibson-esque guitars made on the original stuff, and they do, like, uh, that's like a replica of, like, a 1959 uh, 335. Yeah. I, I like I, how they just changed the numbers. They call it a 535. Totally. I, I love mine, man. I, I I used to take it out for gigs, but it started getting beaten up, so now it just lives in my house, and I just re- use it for recording and stuff. But, I, yeah, cool guitar. I, Good yeah. choice, my man. I went to, uh, me and my wife went to Chicago, and I went to Chicago Music Exchange. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was the coolest guitar I've ever been, or guitar shop I've ever been. Yeah, and, I believe it. I saw that on the wall, and I was like, oh, damn, that guitar is so fucking sexy. Such a pretty color, too. Um, oh, I got the Sunburst. Color one. blue, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Um, and, like, I saw it. I plugged it in, and I just hit a chord, and it sounded so fucking massive and good. And I was like, I looked at the price tag, and I was like, oh, no way. And then I put it back, and me and my wife were like, 
walking down the street and I like wouldn't stop talking about the guitar. She was like, well, why don't we just buy it? Yeah. I was like, no, that's so stupid. I, we shouldn't buy that. We walked around the block like three times until I was like, okay, let's go get it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds great. I did a tour of that, uh, of the Memphis factory. Oh, did you? Yeah, years years ago. And um, I guess at the time, I don't know if it's still there or not, there was a small Fender um, factory somewhere around there as well. And uh, so we were going around, they were showing us, you know, they have this station and that station. They're, they, you know, they mold this and they bend that and whatever. And then um, there was two, like, stations or whatever at the end and those two guys like their sole job was to take finished guitars and spend like eight hours playing them and decide if they were gibson worthy or if they had to go back to have something retooled wow. or whatever like that was their job they just played guitar all day that was their job so you think they're hiring right. for that? i don't know, <laughs> I know. Totally but i was i was joking around with the guys and i'm like so what happens if it you know if it fails the inspection and it's not gibson worthy they're like we slapped the fender name on it send it across <laughs> oh. the street <laughs> thought that was pretty funny that's hilarious <laughs> i love reading about the history too of like the yeah. war between fender and gibson yeah. it's so interesting how they like kind of shaped each other and yeah yeah it's cool totally no that guitar i i play my like um, I use it for if I got to record like anything sort of funk or R and B or jazz related, you know, I'll get on that. And and even you know with rock, it's got such a big full sound. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I don't play it the, right now. I'm in this weird like metal mode, and it's, I'm so I'm just on my Jacksons and my Schecters right now. Mm-hmm. But but like um, I do love it though. I, yeah yeah, I'll get you know, it out at least once a week. We have no clean tones in Blabscam. It's all like extremely fuzzy and distorted, so it's like it is a little difficult to manage with that one. Yeah. And I think the pickups are unpotted, so they're a little bit even more yeah. like, feedbacky. Yeah. Like, I kind of have to use my uh, toggle switch as a kill switch. So when I'm not playing, I flip it up and then I'll flip it back down because it just <laughs> howls like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I also kind of like that because then it feels like I'm just like on the edge of control with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Blab Scam's about. Too. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. It suits the whole thing. That's awesome. I, I, there we go. We're guitar buddies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heritage all the way. Heritage, sponsor this podcast. Right. <laughs> sponsor I, I the band, from please. Wolf the band. You know? oh, no, I've never been there. Wolf Guitars is legit, man. they got some nice... Actually, Jay Wolf is a real character, and he came on the podcast and yeah. talked about his history in music. He's done a whole load of he stuff. He has, man. If you're interested in that kind of thing and history oh, and totally. stuff, yeah. you should check out the Jay Wolf episode of this podcast. Cool, yeah. Really, really yeah. good. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll have to go check it. I actually live here in North Palm, so it's not that far. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, because then you can watch it, and then you'll go to the store, and it'll be like, he's famous. It'll be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, what have we got this weekend, then? we got, let's have a look. I'm going to check. Mega Mally's on Friday, Mega which is Mally's. always a good time. Yeah, it is. They do these, I always talk about them on here, but they are delicious. They do these uh, softball scotch eggs. They didn't yes. have them last time. They didn't have them last time. Now, I think his exact words were, we don't have. I think he just said we don't have them, and I don't. I couldn't tell if he was trying to tell me like. But he said we don't have any more, and I don't know if he said we don't have any more as in like that night they were out of them, or we don't have them anymore as in <laughs> oh, no. ever again. In which case, I'm just going to burn them to the ground and never go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, what that, is a scotch egg? Oh, it's uh, delicious. So it's, it's, oh, it's an egg wrapped in egg. sausage meat, wrapped, uh, and then and then the sausage meat is breaded, and then the whole Deep thing fried. is fried. That's incredible. That yeah, it's a soft-boiled yeah. egg inside. 
Yeah, mm. yeah. Wow. And really getting good. the egg to be soft boiled is very difficult. I don't know how they do it because most times you get a Scotch egg, it's hard boiled because, you know, they cook it. They're frying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they somehow manage to time it exactly. So you cut into it and all the runs out. Oh, my God. Uh, it's so good. Damn. Well, we're playing Mago Mallies on Friday, which is Cinco de Mayo. So we're going to learn a whole bunch of Spanish songs and then throw them off their game. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good fun. Um, and then Carson's Saturday, Tavern. Yeah, Carson's. I love playing Carson's, man. It's yeah. such a small, tiny little place. You play like we shove like tables out of the way and we play in the corner but it's such a fun vibe there. I don't know why it is I mean I do because I, Carson's really really cool but it, it doesn't seem like it would be a good gig but it always it's, is it's not a huge pl- I mean they have a whole big outdoor patio area and stuff like that you know but like inside the bar it's not that big yeah but it's always packed, and people are always just so receptive and so fun and so just appreciative of the music That's and awesome. dancing and you know yelling and like yeah. I mean like buying merch and throwing tips and it's just a fun place. It's <laughs> yeah, really it's a good, good time. Place. Awesome. Dude, whenever yeah. people dance at a show, it's the best. Yeah, for oh, sure, man, for sure. Yeah, the energy's flying back and forth. You can really feel it. Makes yeah. it makes yeah. you feel like you're doing something worthwhile. Yeah, I definitely feel like they, you play a little extra more when you you know when mm-hmm. you get that energy from the crowd. We had a show down in. Boynton Boyn sure. Beach uh, a few weeks back and like just a whole group of ladies got up and started line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it, it was either line dancing or the electric slide. I'm not sure which one they were doing, but it was wild. They're similar. It dances. was the Cuban slide because they knew. They knew I was Cuban. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then um, on Sunday, I'm playing at a place called Cork in Hope Sound from 11.30 to 3.30. So if you want to hear me looping stuff and uh, doing a Ricky Balloof impression, you can... Uh, Come and check that out from uh, yeah eleven thirty to three thirty. It's in Hope Sound. It's I, I a might little pop wine in bar. And play two songs. Just Dude, to, you are welcome. Just to say that I did it. So there's been this open invitation <laughs> that Hector's had I'm going dying, on for like months and I'm months. I'm dying to start like doing solo stuff, but I'm a terrible guitarist and I'm a mediocre singer. So I feel like I feel like oh, this is just this is just a train wreck waiting to happen. So he keeps <laughs> telling me just come out and play. Like when, plus I'm nervous as hell to do it by myself. So he's just like come out and play like two songs. Or so I don't know. I may I may actually yeah you should man let's I'm do it let's rip do it. the band it off yeah, yeah dude yeah, yeah. yeah you got it do it I mean exactly yeah. yeah well thank you so much for coming down oh, yeah. oh, thank, thank you for having us thank you, thank you. Thank you and, uh, everyone you know please check us out on Spotify Apple Music YouTube all our stuff is up there we got. Only fans. Yeah, only fans. <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook Dave, Dave has some crazy pictures on there. I really do. Um, <laughs> but uh, all our music is up. Follow us on Instagram just for news. We're you know we're probably gonna have an album coming out this summer that we're doing with the Long yep. Live the Scene Boys. Uh, nice. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna have some T-shirts ready that yeah. Dave that merch coming soon. soon. Dave designed mm-hmm. yeah, yeah OG artwork. Awesome. And that's Blabscam. B L A B S C A M. Blabscam. So find us on Blabscam. Nice one. All right. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.